0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. Second Acts is in full effect. My name is Andre Norman. This is a Securist original. We are on the set. We have a Baltimore native in the house. He yes. claims to be a Ravens fan, but I am a Patriot winner, so that's a whole nother deal. The nation is here. Patriot Nation works.
1: Patriot Nation works, man. I'm excited yeah. to be here. Thank you so but much, yeah. Andre.
0: Um, Second Acts is all about people starting over, and where did it, everybody has a story and everybody's story hits a bump, then what happens after the bump? My bump, 14 years in prison, but six years in, I decided I want to be something different. Everybody has a story. So this podcast and this information isn't just for people locked in prison cells. This is for people locked in the prisons of their own lives. I know too many people who are entrepreneurs who are locked into a life that they can't manage. I know too many people in relationships they're locked in the things that are just dis- detrimental and toxic, toxic for them. We want to help everybody get free, because when you've been at the bottom, I've been locked in basements, chained to floors, federal government, state. Go- I've been there, and when you're at the bottom, you want everybody to be free. And that's where I'm coming from. I want nobody. I literally just added a chapter to my book. I said, I want to abolish slavery in every form of fashion on the planet. Mm. And we want everybody to be free, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. And that's what second acts is about. People get into a place of freedom. So this information you're going to share for our listeners is to help them see that they got a second act of their life coming. That wherever they are now, is not the end of it. It's just before the bump. I need you to tell me. A little bit about how you got here and about yourself, so people know.
1: Absolutely. First, you know, Andre, thank you for inviting me. That means a lot. Uh, you know, I got a chance to hear about what your movement—if you, I call it that—I don't, I don't look at it as something that's a hobby for you. I, I can feel your passion through your writing, some of your, some of your work, and and I looked up a few people that might know you, right? And uh, they talked highly of you as well. And That's important because your your, your work got here before your word did. Gotcha. Um, so, with all that said, though, uh, my great friend David Sands reached out to me. And so I you like to speak to some individuals that had some challenges in life. And I said, well, man, I'm, you're talking to me. I've had a lot of challenges, right? Uh, but for me, it's all about service. How do you get back to the community? If, if there's something that you've been able to accomplish, can you share that information? Because I believe information is actually the key uh, to helping everyone actually realize their own goals and dreams. The more information you have, repetition of information uh, helps actually create a new norm in life. So that was real big for me. Tell me your journey." My journey. Again, I grew up in uh, some pretty rough neighborhoods. Uh, my mother is actually African-American. My dad is Irish. How oh, uh, wait, wait,
0: wait. Yeah, yeah. You got an Irish dad?
1: I got an Irish dad, yeah. I never met him.
0: Okay. You got an Irish absent dad. Absolutely. And then you got a black mom. Absolutely. And you grew up in Baltimore. Projects. East or west? West side. West side of Baltimore. The, y- the wire is in the building.
1: Absolutely. Matter of fact, I had a... A lot of great friends of our extras in the, in, the, in the wire. There's stories. their stories the, their story, No, there's stories on them. Okay, cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so yeah. West Side of Baltimore. Yes. Half white kid. Yes. Because that's what we're gonna call you in the hood. We ain't gonna call you black. We're gonna call no, you a half white not. kid.
1: I've got caught a lot of things. I've never called half black. No. Yeah, you never, you never. No.
0: Called, white folks will call you black. Right. Black folks will call you white.
1: Actually, white folks stopped calling me. They just <laughs> deleted your number. They blocked you. Well, you know, the, the reality is, they knew I wasn't fully white in, in our neighborhood and, and the division was so strong that my, my grandmother always say boy you white till you open your mouth yeah and so that, that was my reality at that time which goes back to what I was talking earlier about speaking it's it's how do we get to a place where we have a universal language how do we get to a place where when we say something anyone wants to listen and I think that's what it comes down to I gave you examples as I, as I progressed through uh, you know middle school again I went to a, an integrated school uh, at that point but I remember in elementary so what
0: you call an integrated school, we just call a black school.
1: Well, no, when I first started going, it was integrated because we were the first, the second class where it began to be integrated, mixed. Okay, you yeah. went
0: to you went to a white school then. Yeah. They let black kids into because you on both you sides go. of the line. So your journey, you're in school, go for it. All right.
1: So actually, in first grade, my one of my best friend's named Myron Cooper, right? And again, I got a black friend named Myron. That was always pretty interesting. So uh, I remember after school one day, we were walking home. we were going to go play some games with one of our houses I forget and he was being chased home and and I didn't realize that the demographic chasing him was not black and that was my first awakening that we can be divided without even knowing someone and my, my bigger point to that is how do we get to a place where you start judging people by the, the content of their character by their body of their work as opposed to simply by what you see externally and, and that's a common you know how do we get
0: to there yeah called slavery it's called slavery
1: Absolutely. Period. I mean, I can tell you exactly how we got there. Absolutely. They mm-hmm. had white
0: indentured servants slash fake slaves. Right. And they would just walk off the plantation or walk off the little site, and you, could, you couldn't you could find them. Absolutely, right. Black folks, you couldn't just walk off.
1: You couldn't just walk off. You know I'm
0: saying and there was a whole other demographic to treating your own versus treating another right. set of people. You can dehumanize somebody who doesn't look like you. So the way you got to that was when the boats pulled up.
1: Absolutely. So one of, one of my this, – this is funny. Here's my entrepreneurial – this is what all kicked in for me. I remember, when, I'm dating myself now, I remember when Canvas Nikes first came out. Right? I got you. Okay, that's we're we going back that far, early 80s, early, early 80s. And I wanted to get, I was saving up for, you know, going to the store, grocery store, carrying bags, right? And they give me 25 cents, 50 remember cents. The days. remember those days. right? So I would do that, and I remember Canvas Nikes, I, mean, I had it down to a science, $37.18. That's what it cost for the shoes, to get some Burger King, and to catch the bus back and forth. Got you. So I'm working three, four weekends. I'm right there. My mother says, "Let me hold your money. I don't want you to lose it. You know, you know the story's going right. Ooh. Mom's, mom's takes the money. You got stuck up by mom's a stick Mom, up kid. Mom's got me. She's stuck up, stick up kid. Moms right.
0: Stick, I, I respect Moms. But she the mom's.
1: She goes to Sears because she has a Sears card. She puts the money in her pocket, but uses the Sears card and buys me a pair of shoes with a check mark, not a swoosh.
0: That's bad. That's bad. You got the phoning pro kids. That's what they were they called. They
1: weren't even called pro, they was called port siders. i will never forget that. And the sole was so thick. I tried to, you. I, you.
0: <laughs> this is I got a saying. unresolved trauma is looking for activation. What's your sneaker collection look like at home now?
1: Um, I have about 150 pairs.
0: Unresolved trauma is looking for activation.
1: All day long, yeah. Yeah. You will you will never be stuck with pro siders
0: again or dark siders again. Never. You only wear the 150 pairs. No, they just give you comfort.
1: They give me comfort.
0: Better that than alcohol.
1: Absolutely. So so all that said and done, we we got a chance after uh I went up to the school after I took my ninth grade English class after 12th grade to get my physical diploma, and they asked me the counselor asked me he said what um you know what college are you going to and I said I never applied to a college again we didn't have the best program if you will for you know onboarding in schools right. right. So um, she said, well, if I can get you an SAT. She said, what's your SAT score? I said, I said, what's SAT?
0: Oh, you didn't know. I didn't know. No, no. You didn't know you was on a school-to-prison pipeline bus.
1: That's it. I didn't know.
0: <laughs> they didn't tell you. didn't tell me. See, when you went from that other school to the black school, right. you got on the other bus. Other bus. The bus that goes from third grade <laughs> straight to the penitentiary. Absolutely. Where you don't do SATs. No. You don't do GPAs. You don't do college apps. No. We just you up to the penitentiary. Absolutely. But you realize you was on that bus now.
1: I realized I learned more in eighth grade than I did my entire three years at new school.
0: Got you. So, okay. You do the SATs. I, I,
1: I did fairly well, and I got a, I, I got a full ride to um, for academics. How about that? Picture that. To my God l- is good. God is good, right? <laughs> so, I, But here's the thing. I didn't realize the value in what I was receiving because to me it was free. Find somebody that has the story that you want to create. And, and ask them if they can talk to you, if, they, if you can work for them for free. I'll give you a great uh, Up in the shopping center near where I lived, there was a guy his father owned, five barbershops, and back then the music store, right? And what I used to do, because he had a nice car. They had, he had a Porsche, and he had a Mercedes 190E back in the day, right? And I would go up there, and I asked him if I could actually clean their floors every night. And he said, well, we're not hiring. I said, no, I just want to clean your floors. I wanted to be in the environment where success was. And because I was there, he started taking me home. He started, I started seeing how the business ran. I wanted to be in an environment where people had my desired results actually resided. So there's a, there's a, everybody knows a little viral video now, where the money resides, where the money resides, right? Well, nice. there's, there's a little meme going on right, right now, right? It's, kinda, it's very viral. But my point is I had to be in the environment at least to have a fighting chance. And that's why I appreciate so much what you're doing right now. You're giving people the information of a fighting chance. You could be my mentor if I would desire because I could read your books. I could hear your audios. I could watch you on YouTube. I I could listen to the information because your story is so much like mine.
0: So I got to ask. Yeah. Before we get to the next part,
1: what was your lowest point in your transition
0: or your act one?
1: My act one? What
0: was your lowest point in act one? When
1: I was standing on the 16th floor looking down about to jump.
0: Why would you want to jump off the 16th floor of a building?
1: Because I thought my my marriage failed. I thought my kids would love me anymore. I lost a a multiple 6 figure year job, um, and I thought that there was no no upside.
0: Where was the self-talk? Where was the audio book? Where was the, yo, I mean, just live bigger. Absolutely. So where was that when you're looking off a cliff like, yo, I'm about to jump. Everything's out of control. So if you're, that's what I'm saying. If you're in the space of considering jumping off a building. Absolutely. And you know the self-talk and the repetition. and the, How did that coincide? Help me.
1: I'm, I'm glad you said it. I didn't know those things then. I was what we call the unconscious, unconscious competent. I was really good at what I did, but didn't know why I did it. Didn't understand how I did it. I didn't understand how to. I had a professor at Morgan, State University's uh, business professor. And they never owned a business. To me, that was theory. I worked out a theory. I didn't work out an application. It was at that moment when I placed a phone call to a cousin who was a pastor, and he he talked me down. I really didn't want to, but I would have, right? But someone, I had to hear a voice that was was bigger than mine. I had to hear a voice that would help me understand that I I was needed, I was valuable. A lot of people listen to this call right now. They just don't believe they're valuable. And I'm telling you right now, you're valuable.
0: So you were on the building looking out like it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. didn't matter. And what I've achieved I made it through the hood. I made it to college. I had some kids. I'm a dad. But
1: you couldn't see any value in you in that moment. I couldn't see the bigger picture because I was stuck in the frame. I was, I, was, I was a small piece inside of something where other people could look in and they would tell you how wonderful you are how valuable they saw it. But I couldn't see it because I was stuck in the moment.
0: You know what I tell people? You can't read the label if you're inside the jar. That's it. So you're in the jar, You're thinking about jumping. Gladfully, You reached out to somebody Right So I want to not Skip over that part If you are In a moment of depression on a moment of loss or In a moment of confusion The key thing you had to did, You reached out to somebody I reached
1: out to somebody Break
0: the, the decision When you're thinking about jumping I want to go deep into that
1: Right What was the thought process To dialing the number The thought process was I wanted someone To know my pain Why that person because I knew that his voice was pure enough to convey it. You're going to your second act? Yes. What? So now you're starting
0: over? All over. How old are you? I'm 52 now. No, no. When you were starting over? 38.
1: So you got to start over at 38. Yes. That sounds hard. Well, I'll tell you what. Going, let's go back to 15 when I got my front tooth knocked out playing baseball. And my mother wouldn't take me to get uh, to the dentist to get it done. So I was 27 before I had a front tooth. And I'm, and I'm in corporate America at a call center. And I can't advance, and I understand why. At a bad grill. At a bad grill. You're saying. Yeah. But the reality was that was indicative of everything i have been through in my life at that point. So you're starting over at 38. Starting over 38. With a new tooth. With a new tooth. What did that look like? What it looked like for me was, was, was this. I had to make a conscious decision that what other people thought of me was none of my business. I had to make a conscious decision that if I put my head down, if I dug deep, I could do anything I wanted to in life because people kept telling me that I had to choose to believe it, and it was at that point right there that I don't have a degree. Remember, I kept dropping out of school, right? Uh, I don't have a degree, so I can't work for certain companies. But guess what? I did. I started my own company, and I and then I and I could go work for them as a contractor and make three times as much.
0: So a guy on the side of a ledge with one tooth, right, and a bad belief system decides he wants to start his own company. Absolutely. And
1: you do it. Absolutely. And it went from there. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. But the reality is this. It went from there to speaking in front of people on five continents, standing in front of audience of 10, 20,000, all behind. Uh, one person with courage is a majority. If you can believe in yourself first. People say, "Well, man, you got you got too much confidence. Confidence. Conf-. Absolutely, man. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody will, man. I you tell people, I'm the majority of one that rule over me. That's it. Absolutely. And I generally got my way. And and to you, you said some of you were talking to your son about the lies like the the tongue in my mouth lines up with the tongue of my. If I tell you something, it's my word, it's going to freaking happen, right? Even if I don't have the capability or the resources at that time, I'm going to I'm going to put myself in a position where I make it happen. I'm not going to rely on some Someone else's no will never stop me from realizing my dreams, Gotcha. so you started over Over. and you you hit them up you, you own a business now,
0: multiple you own multiple business, yes, and they're doing well very well hundred fifty pair sneak as
1: well hundred fifty pair sneak as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely so what's your advice to the person who's in the process of starting over? Yes, they came off the ledge
1: and they got their tooth fixed and they're about to start over what do
0: you what do you say to
1: them I, I say go out there and most people say find your passion. I don't, I don't believe that. I f- find something that makes money that will fund your passion because you have to start somewhere. You've got you to get to a place that there's, there's survival, there's significance, and there's success. Survival, you got to go out there and make enough money to feed yourself, feed your family. Then you go out there and you start learning and volunteering in environments where you want to go out there and participate in, right? Find a marketplace where people want to buy your products and services. I always oh, say. But, okay, I'm starting
0: over. I don't yeah. have products and services yet. Right. I have a, just a, trying to build a belief system. Okay. So what was the hardest part of starting over?
1: Believing in me. I have, I have an audio that I've listened to over a thousand times that has changed my life. What is it? It's uh, by a gentleman named Bishop I.V. Hilliard. This is not religion. This is Prince. You take the meat off the bone on this, On this, right? It's called Bishop I.V. Hilliard. You can go on YouTube for free. I hope you don't mind me saying that. Cool, go right? for it. Um, YouTube you know, University. That's it, we right? We promote it. So, Bishop, here's a series called How to Eliminate Doubt and Unbelief. Changed my life. I, uh, I got a friend
0: who says, I think um, Bruce Lee said it first I don't fear a man who studied a thousand kicks. I fear the man who studied one kick a thousand times.
1: That's it. Yeah. And, and Bruce Lee also said he'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a garden in a war. I want to be a warrior in a garden. I want to make sure that I had the tools that I could fight. I had to be better than everybody else because I didn't have a degree. I want them to look at me and say, you know what? I need that dude on my team. That's that's the guy I wanted to be.
0: Gotcha. So we got people struggling. They behind the wall. They got their stuff together. They're starting over. Yes. I started over at 32. Okay. I walked out of prison at 32, starting over. And it's like, wow. I'm looking around. I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm in a whole new space and world, and it's it's tough. So
1: how do we get people who are starting over not to quit? You know, it's, it's, it's one step at a time, man. I, I, I always say start with the end result in mind. Write down what you want it to look like and put pictures of it up everywhere. You know, every morning if I wanted to quit, you know what I saw? I saw my future. I didn't have, I didn't have a vision board. I got a vision environment. When I wake up in the morning and I see pictures, I don't care where, if you're in a cell, you're at the house. I see my future every single day. I saw the cars I was going to have. I saw my happy family. So now how has being mixed race yes. helped you? how has it hurt you I, I would say it, it's helped me because people at least give me an opportunity to speak and watch I always say don't give me don't give me, a, don't give me a don't give me a job give me an interview I'll take it a difference right you get me to the table I'll take it a difference how's it how's it hurt me I don't think it's hurt I think it's made me stronger I've been able to hear stories that most people haven't, wouldn't be able to hear because they don't know and I've also been in environments where I can actually share stories that other people have, have an opportunity to hear so I think that I've been an amazing liaison, uh, but it took me years to get to that point to realize that I have a gift and not just a curse.
0: Got you. So we have a criminal justice system. Yes. 2.2 million people, 25% of the world's population is locked up right here in America. What are your suggestions, not on the system, but on making the system better?
1: I think, I think the system has to realize that we can change everything if we keep the family together. I think if the if the system would stop judging someone based on what the, the small things that they did and and truly get to the rehabilitation space. And and I think that's 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 the hook right there, man. I mean how, how do you get somebody that's never had anything, the trauma you talked about, right? How do you get them from the trauma to the treatment? And and but it can't be something that's just enabling. It can't be a, a system that says, I want to put you in here just because we got the funds to do it. No more stimulus checks? No, no the stim- man, I'm stimmy's gone, doc. Those dummies are gone. And that's that's a, that's a Band-Aid on, on, a, on, a, on a major wound, right? Um, you got to get folks to a place where they're outside of the trauma. And, again, I think it's going to be experiences. How do you get people not just, you know, doing something, learning the skill inside, but when you get them outside, can, can we take folks somewhere and put them in environments where other people are winning and they can, they can start participating in those stories? Back stores. to exposure again. Exposure.
0: So question, have you had anybody in your
1: lifetime deal with incarceration? Absolutely. I've had... Almost everybody in my neighborhood. You from West Baltimore, so that was like a simple question. Yeah, That was a bounce pass. Bounce pass, yes. Layout. So
0: what did you notice in the people that went to jail from West Baltimore?
1: I noticed when they came home that everybody gave them a party for coming home. I know when I came home from the military, I I was the National Guard for a little bit. When I came home from the military, nobody said anything. I noticed that we celebrate, in my mind, some of the wrong things as opposed to celebrating some things where people out there winning and, we, and we, we pull them back a little bit. So I think sometimes the value system has been installed in a, in a very, very toxic manner. You're not going for the prodigal son coming on. Everybody coming on from prison is a prodigal son, no? No, I agree with that. I
0: think it's awesome. But I think that we we don't stop there. No, no, I mean the prodigal son is when he came back, the father threw a party they for him. They threw a party for him. They put a coat on him. He ran off and spent all his money, messed everything up, threw the coat, gave him a party, Slided sure. the calf. So, you're saying, I, I know that for a fact. People look forward to that come home party like they deserve it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Why? Wrong mindset? But, but
1: why, I'm not saying it's the wrong mindset. No, i am be I'm, happy to be I'm out. I'm questioning the validity of why, what are we celebrating? What are we celebrating? What are we celebrating? You just got finished doing
0: 10 years for robbing two banks, and we're celebrating. As if
1: it's an achievement. As if it's an achievement. Agreed. You've technically I, I, I love on the your bunk for 10 years. I'm, I'm thankful that you're home. I'll give you my personal story again. My brother was going away to, uh, to South Korea. He went to the military, right? He, he could have went a different way. He was going to South Korea to the military. Another cousin was coming home, coming from sitting down for a while, right? And he, sp- he spent 10 years. The same weekend around Christmas, they're going to do it. They, they pushed out his release date. So they canceled the party. My brother still had to go to South Korea. They didn't have the party anymore. It was going to be a combined party. That makes sense, right? So that was, that was that. My mind at that point was, why, why are we celebrating one but not the other? We have to start celebrating achievements of when we're winning, not just when we come home. Fair enough. So,
0: I see that. I've been to parties and people are like, "Yo, Dre, you write me a check?" I'm like, "I look like Joe Biden, right? <laughs> I'm not writing checks. I'm not Donald Trump. I'm not writing checks." I, people come to me I'm like, "Dude, I'm, I'm not. The, I'm not the government." Right. I don't do stimulus checks. Right, right. It's like if you want something, work for it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have no ability or want to just write checks to a mass group of people. I'm saying, because right. it's like an enabling. In my opinion, is somewhat in people are
1: in need always, but does this fix your need? That's the that's the challenge. I'm I'm real big on if we can provide. I say skills pay the bills. So
0: you have a business now. Yes. Forex now my son i wish i could play the video i made him do forex years ago and he did some trades he made hundred dollars his first time then he was 13 he went off and started skateboarding so i believe i literally went to other countries third world countries and i said i should set up forex training camps I, I should tell the kids in these little poor countries you have cell phones you have access to the internet we can get you this trading platform you can do the, the dummy accounts, the fake accounts, the sure. practice. And if y'all get to a certain point, I'll give you the money to start trading. And I believe Forex trading can actually
1: eliminate world poverty. All day long. It's the largest industry in the world. I mean, I, I, one mentor once taught me, he said, if you want to earn money, you must go where money is being spent. I, I can't come here today and say, you guys, you can get rich, you can get proficient, you can get profitable. I'm selling 8-track tapes, wrong season. You must at least be in the arena where money is being exchanged, right? $6 trillion a day has been exchanged every single day.
0: How can people in prison or imprisoned by bad jobs or bad relationships learn Forex? And what can it really do? I mean, the hey, go read this
1: book. Right. What is Forex going to do versus something else? Forex makes makes the platform even. Doesn't care, you know, Yale or jail. Doesn't care your background. Doesn't care your, your foreground. Doesn't care what your mindset is. It only cares about can you learn how to execute a trade. And, and if you understand currency and pairs and, and 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 money and how it works, that's the thing. Don't don't get in it to make money. Get in it to learn the skill set. When you learn the skill set, money is a byproduct. You know, just a very quick background. so about 10, 15 years ago, you had to be an institutional investor. You had to be a government agency, a major bank, somebody with, you know, a minimum $300,000 liquid even be in the game. Uh, technology, smartphones changed that. Um, then you had people that would charge $10,000, dollars $50,000 for courses. We want to get to a space where anyone that could afford a cable bill could afford to learn this, the game. So we put together a team of about 15 to 20 of the top traders in the world. And uh, we put together a membership program for about $150 a month. Anybody can learn the skill set, right? They can, they can They can. pay for it. no contracts. They can come in there. They can learn the, the, the psychology of trading. They can understand risk management, how not to gamble, but how to learn to be a trader. They can understand how to leverage payers. The, the big thing now is cryptocurrency. Uh, we have intro to cryptocurrency programs. We have all these different platforms where someone can come into the game, learn skill set. And watch this. Maybe somebody like me and you that's super busy, right? They don't, they don't want to learn the game. But we have traders that actually execute trade ideas. They can copy. If you can if you can send a text message you can participate in Forex today. So for me, super, super
0: skeptical on everything. Absolutely. I know Forex works. Yeah. When you say 150 a month, yeah. that sounds like MLM, which sounds like I'm something, paying somebody. Am I in a training or am I in an MLM?
1: No, we, we have a Forex education platform.
0: So it's just I don't have to sign nobody else up.
1: You don't have to do that at all. Now in any company you have affiliate options but no our, our whole thing I put it like this we have 38,000 active customers in 132 countries right now right and of that 97% earn zero money on affiliate our whole focus is education Got you So you said give me the numbers of what you got globally again Oh almost 40,000 active you student got, students You got
0: 40,000 students around the planet Yes actively which is great Now I'm going to take it back to again I'm locked up. Right. Does it work for me? You says jail or yell. That sounds good. Does it really work for people who've been in jail?
1: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm, I asked his permission if I could use his the name. There's a gentleman named Brandon Good, raised right? out of Michigan. Uh, Brandon had to sit down for seven months last year. He got out early because of COVID, okay? He can't work. His ankle bracelet, he's at the house, and he had to find something in order to pay bills, right? That goes back to the survival mode. And he heard about, you know, the forex before. Someone was... Participated in my program, told him about it. He got involved. I'm not going to say the kind of money It's not about enticement there, but let's just say that he's made a strong six-figure-plus income in the first 90 days of this year. Now, I say that to say this. I, I said, Brandon, why this? Why this? I interviewed him on we – we have a weekly show that we do, right, uh, every Saturday. And I interviewed him two Saturdays ago, and he said there's, there's something called a signal that's basically I'm going to send out information other people can copy it he said, I had to become the signal. I had to become that deal in my household because nobody else would do it. And this was a platform for a small amount of money every single month that I could learn. He didn't look at it as a bill. He looked at it as a partnership. That was the mindset he went in there. He didn't look at it and say, I got 135 a month, 150 a month coming out. He said, man, this is a very small price to pay to participate in the largest industry in the world. I have hundreds and hundreds of Brandon's uh, stories like that. But the most important part is, We could have kept the skill to ourselves and said, we'll sit back and just make money on it. But how do you get to a point and place in your life where you can pay it forward? That's where we are right now. We want to pay it forward.
0: Now that's great. Now, how do we get them to understand the call you made
1: from the ledge? Hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. And, and I didn't have the evidence at that time that I could go on and and evidence for me, you said something earlier about being skeptical. Skepticism is only valid in the absence of evidence. I called someone that had my evidence, that had a happy life, that had an incredible family, that had impact and influence. So for me, I wanted to make sure that from that moment, when I when I turned when I stepped down, that I would know. that I, After stepping down, I had to step up. I can't get back on that ledge again and make another call.
0: Yeah, I ain't going to take that's, the call twice. That's a,
1: that's a coward.
0: That's playing games. That's playing so games. You're out here. You got off the ledge. Yes. Multiple business owner. Yes. Entrepreneur of the year. <laughs> give back from the heart. Your teeth are intact. Yes. You know what I'm saying? My question is what are three of your greatest things that you can say? Hey, when you woke up this morning, what's three things that you're happy about?
1: When I looked over my beautiful wife, my 10 month old son, man, I'm happy, man. I get a chance to do it all over again. I get a chance to be.
0: That's two. What's third? The,
1: the third? The third, what I would say, man, it would be is. The creator, man, give me a second chance. That's all I'm gonna say. The creators give me a second chance.
0: Got gotcha. you. Your higher power works.
1: That's it. I I surrendered my will to secure my wealth. It, it was bigger than me.
0: Got gotcha. you. So, this is second act. Yes. You're
1: doing a phenomenal
0: job in your second act. And 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 it's it's amazing where you've come from and what you're doing. You get over your bump, and you ride it. Me personally, I got I was told this a while ago. Everybody dies. Yes. And I've been to funerals, I've been to graveyards, I buried my grandmother, amongst other folks. And every time you go to the graveyard, it's the same thing. It's a name, date with a dash, and another date, right? and some, something chiseled. right? So I decided years ago that I was going to determine what went on my gravestone. Fair. Your 10-month-old child shouldn't, 100 years from now, decide what goes on your gravestone. Mine's is going to say Harvard Fellow. Then it's going to say, honorable son, because I've done stuff to actually justify that. What's you going to say?
1: Job well done. What does that mean? In the book that I read, I want to face my creator, and he's going to say, job well done, because I served well. So it's going to say, believer? Believer, absolutely. Servant? Servant. Completed? Completed. You know, the, the last two words of the master teacher was, it's done. It's done. It's done. And I wanna I want people to remember that I did a job well done. Not not because it was amazing, but because I was consistent, I was honest, and if I said I was gonna do something, I did it. If I couldn't do it, I'd tell you I was gonna do it.
0: Do you find a job? I find a job? You said job well done, it's done. What was it? Jesus' job was eradicate sin from the world.
1: Yes. What is your job? My job is to show people that believing works, no matter what field you wanna be in, that you can believe your way out of any situation, period, point blank. And understand, there are levels to believing. Peter walked on the water. He didn't walk. He didn't get up the boat. He walked on faith. And, and here's, the key, here's the key part, Andre. Watch this. Again, it's not religion. It's the principles. It said that when he walked to the water, he started listening to other people around him. He saw his natural environment. And he sank. No, it said he began to sink. You and I wouldn't begin to do anything. We would just sink. There are levels to believing. If you understand the levels, you can increase your faith all day long. Whatever follows I am will follow you. If you listen to this podcast right now it's, I am healthy, I am strong, I am a winner, I'm a believer, no. I'm an influencer, I'm an impactor. Whatever I am f- epic. I am epic. Whatever follows I am will follow you. Got gotcha. you. So with that, I
0: definitely want to thank you for coming. I want to thank you for sharing. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. You know what I'm saying? We break stuff. We from Baltimore and Boston. That's it. We just want to give a shout-out to Baltimore. We want to give a shout-out to the 10-month-old who's going to be grown. We're going to give a shout-out to the 30-year-old that's never forgotten. You know what I'm saying? And this is – Second Acts.
1: Second Acts, baby.
0: And This is the first series of us reaching out. And I've, I've told the directors and I've told all the folks that everybody come on this podcast is their own podcast all in one. So I just have the blessing and honor just to sit with you and bring you to the audience, man. So I appreciate you. Definitely applaud your story. And um, look forward to doing great things in the future. Thanks, so sir. ladies and gentlemen, Second Acts is not over, but we'll be back.